Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word. Give us the Holy Spirit to help us, guide us, and to teach us, and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg. Amen. Deborah. The narratives of the Old Testament are rich in resources for God's people. We've been looking at Deborah in the book of Judges, and I don't know why that God has pointed us to Judges lately, but we've covered quite a bit of people from the Judges book. Even though the events of Deborah's life took place over 3,000 years ago, God has things for us to learn from her story. Here's some of the qualities that all of us, and women in particular, can learn from the narrative concerning Deborah. The story of Deborah comes from Judges 4 and 5, begins like many stories in the book of Judges. The Israelites sinned against the Lord, and he sowed them out to a king, Jabin of Canaan. This went on for 20 years until the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. At the time, Deborah was leading the Israelites as a judge. She sent for Barak, the commander of Israel's army, and told him to go and fight Jabin's army, led by Sisseri. Barak said he would only go if Deborah went with him. Deborah agreed, but told Barak that the honor would not go to him because the Lord would deliver Sisseri into the hands of a woman. When Barak's army advanced, the Lord routed Sisera's army, and Sisera flees on foot. Sisera goes to a tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, because there was an alliance between King Jabin and Heber's family. Jael invited Sisera in and served him refreshments. Sisera was so exhausted that he fell asleep. Jael took a hammer and pounded the tent peg into Sisera's temple, killing him. The Israelites fought against Jabin until they destroyed him. Deborah and Barak sang the songs of praises, and Israelites had peace for 40 years. Let's dig a little deeper into Deborah. Deborah was a busy woman. In Judges 4 and 5, she says, She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel, in the hills of the country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Deborah was a woman of great wisdom, revelation, and discernment. She also had a prophetic gift, including knowing the times and the seasons of the Lord. She clearly heard the voice of the Lord. Yet in Judges 5 and 12 says, Wake up, wake up, Deborah, wake up, wake up, break out in song. Arise, Barak, take captive your captives, sons of Abinon. Deborah and Barak needed to wake up and rise to a new revelation and dimension for their calling. The Lord was telling them to be alert and pay attention as he was about to move in an extraordinary way. In Judges 5 and 7, it says, Villagers in Israel will, would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose, the mother of Israel. Of all the things that Deborah had been legitimately called of herself, a judge, prophetess, deliverer, ancestor, worshiper, she chose to call herself a mother. 
She was first and foremost a mother. This was very clear. But it was unclear who her children were. She was a mother in Israel, but she was also a mother over Israel. And it can be translated both ways. She saw Israel as her children and longed for all of her children literally and figuratively to experience peace and security. Notice the verse says no one in Israel would fight until Deborah arose. The Israelites were beaten down by 20 years of slavery and they were tired and discouraged about fighting. They needed someone to inspire them and the Lord chose Deborah. If she had not been obedient to act on what the Lord had told her to do, nothing would have changed. She used her the place of trust and authority that she had been given as a judge to inspire Barak to raise up an army. Deborah was a worshiping warrior. She found encouragement and strength in worshiping to be obedient to everything that the Lord was asking her to do. If Deborah had played small in her life, she would not have been all in the experience that she had to lead and being used by the Lord to deliver Israel out of bondage. She would not have had the wisdom and revelation to judge disputes. She would not have heard the Lord's strategic battle plans as an incessor. She would not have been extended her compassion of a mother's heart beyond her family to all of Israel. She would not have brought healing and empowerment to the whole nation. Barak was told to arise and take captive your captives. In 5 and 12, he was reluctant to go to war without Deborah. But in the end, he was obedient to raise up an army and go where Deborah commanded him. These steps of, of obedience was also necessary to fulfill the plans of the Lord. Deborah's story would not be complete without acknowledging Jael, another woman who stepped up literally to stake her claim in history. Jael was at the right place at the right time and did what she had to do. Deborah called Jael most blessed of tent-dwelling women. In verse 24 of chapter 5, Jael was a homemaker who was invaluable in winning that war. Deborah trusted the word of God. She understood that God alone was able to do what he said he would do. So when God said that Barak and Israel would defeat the Canaanite army, Deborah believed God. She did not need to turn have her trust in God confirmed by responses of others. So when Barak wavered, and said that she had to go with him or he would not go, she did not falter or begin to doubt God's ability to fulfill his word. But Deborah did challenge Barak with his lack of faith and told him he was not trusting God as he should. Young women today must also know that the word of God and be confident in it. There are significant cultural and relational pressures placed upon young women today. Culturally, sex is assumed to be an important part of a dating relationship. Marriage is often seen as merely one optional among several. So decisions about college and career don't focus on how these choices will impact a marriage. This problem is not exclusive to women. Young men are also impacted by the same cultural pressures. Decision making is commonly seen as a kind of a group effort where opinions are sought by so many sources and the goal is to find a consensus of a conventional wisdom. However, it is infrequent for decisions, particularly those having to do with the relationships, to be based on a solid conviction concerning God's Word. This is something that needs to change. Though the battle may not be with, against an army of the threatening Canaanites, 
but there's still an enemy of which is formidable and can be defeated only by the power of God and His Word. The vital gifts that are given to our daughters are, is the skill and confidence to use God's Word practically to address the issues of life that they can be faced with each day. Forming a tendency, trust in the Word of God is one key in Deborah's example. Respecting the order of God and the role of men. Deborah did not lose sight of the rightful place of men to lead. In Judges 4 and 9, we read, She said, Very well, Deborah said, I will go with you, but because of the way that you are going about this, the honor will not be yours, and the Lord will hand Sersia over to a woman. Deborah reminds Barak that his path was not a good one. Barak was looking to Deborah for strength instead of God. Deborah does not falter, though, and points him back to God as she confronts him with his lack of faith. A young man should not seek first to find out what the woman would allow him to do, whether the behavior has to do with what the movie to see or to place to go to eat or go visit, setting on the proper boundaries for physical contact or determining the direction of the relationship. The Word of God needs to be the determined factor with a man taking leadership. I'm not talking about issues of preference here, but issues of having to do with honoring God in relationships. In this context, it is appropriate for women to ask how God is being honored in the choices that they're being made. This concern can be offered in one form of a loving challenge to put God first. A man who's truly interested in putting God first will welcome such a challenge. If he does not, then the valued lesson will have been learned about his commitment or the lack of to God. Deborah's response to Barak indicates that she was encouraging him to do things differently and to honor God instead of seeking her approval. Deborah also continued to be respectful of God's order after the battle was won. Scripture tells us that she composed a song of victory with Barak rather than looking down on him and shutting him out. Deborah showed great courage. The men around here were not responding with courage. As indicated in her, the earlier post, if her prophetic words had not come true, she would have been killed by God's people. The armies of Caesarea were powerful, the nation being oppressed and intimidated. Yet Deborah had the courage to believe in what God had said, even if the circumstances around her were less than encouraging. Both women and men need courage today to stand against the cultural assault on biblical truth. May Deborah's encouragement of our daughters to place God first and to pray for a male leadership that truly embraces and follows the way of God. Deborah was called, and we are called. The Lord never wasted an experience. Looking back on my life so far, I see the, that the Lord's hand was in so many of my experiences, preparing me for what I am today. Let me encourage you. So often we're afraid to step out of our comfort zones and become something that the Lord has called us to be. It's a blessing the Lord doesn't give us the whole plan for our lives in advance because most of us would answer with a resounding no. Don't let the enemy get in your head and tell you that God can never use you to do great things. Don't let your fear of what others might think of the way that you be, are being be obedient to God to be used in extraordinary things. The Lord prepared Deborah in secret places of her worship, which helped her grow in confidence in hearing the Lord's voice. Her intentional connection with God through worship 
gave her the confidence that discerned the time to go to war. The Lord will do the same with us. As we go deeper in a relationship with God, God will guide us into clarity around our call for His seasonal work in His kingdom. God can use many ways to confirm it to us over and over. As Christ's followers, we are embarking on an exciting journey of serving the Lord here on earth. Women and men of God, it's time for you to be bold and courageous and do things uniquely and amazing things that it's God's called you to do. Wherever the Lord has placed you, you will accept that challenge and be the light in that darkness and around that for the kingdom of God. Will you encourage others to do it too? Wake up and rise to the shine of the glory of God wherever you go. You carry the hope of this world's needs, the hope of Jesus Christ. And it's time to stop hiding and playing small. A dying and hopeless world is awaiting for you to be obedient. Believe and trust in God, and He has a plan for you. Follow Him wherever He is working for you today. Follow Him to where He wants you to work. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful grace. We thank you for these examples of people, Lord, that step out and do mighty things in your name with your power in them. And Jesus gave that power to us and let us use it, Lord, for your glory and lift you up. And bless your holy name and amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.